Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Big Dumb Inquiries. I am co-host A... Also, co-host one. We like to interchange it. Shane Wait. from Crease Bar Reality. Hold on. You're number one? What? No, I said we're interchangeable. We're A and we're one. And we interchange that. Oh, like you're A and I'm one or you're one and I'm A? Like steak sauce? Okay. Exactly. This we is so cute. This want. is so, so cute. I love what we're doing here, Shane. It's so cute. <laughs> Equal co-host. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, then I guess if, if you're Shane, you're A, then I guess I'm uh, I'm B today. I'm Kyle uh, with the Big Dumb Podcast, and yes, this oh, is no, you'd be one. Oh, whatever. Uh, so... When I'm A, you're one. When I'm one, you're A. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay, great. <laughs> and this is number seven already. Holy crap, dude! We're flying through this every week, bro. It's every been going week. on for a month and a half. Jeez. Oh, it feels like it's been years. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, Not uh, bad way, though. Shit. Well, uh, like it, uh, that's all that matters, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I've get, gotten some good feedback, so we'll bring in our guests here. Uh, Legs and Buffalo from the False Reality Check podcast. How are y'all two doing today? Oh, fantastic. Great, great. Happy to be here and uh, finally be on the same screen as you, Kyle. Yeah. And then Shane, we've, we've chatted before, so it's good to see you again. Definitely. Definitely awesome to see you guys again, too. And yeah. just for clarity, which one of you is Legs? Well, I can guess. <laughs> for people <laughs> who don't know, who's Legs and who's Buffalo? <laughs> I am the double G. Okay. I am Legs. Um, Double G. Oh, because it's not spelled. Yeah, I'm Buffalo. But oh. yeah, that's that's who we are. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I, do y'all call each other that, you know, in the bedroom? <laughs> Man, you were going to take it there. I'm so glad you did. Because uh, I was going to take it there if you didn't. Okay, good. Um, you know, on those long, hot nights, sometimes it just comes out. Oh, Can't help. <laughs> those, those long Idaho nights, just, oh, legs. When you're getting them snacks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For the people that listen to our previous show. <laughs> well, guys, um, how's everyone's... We always do a little little uh, touch-butt stuff here at the beginning. You know, a little uh, touch-and-go, see how action. things... Yeah, a little, me and Shane are butt buddies, so we got to get that out of the way. Shane, how was your week, brother? Oh, you know, hanging in there. Same shit, different day, not in a bad way. Starting to space out the shows, so that's making it so I got a little bit more time for some other stuff. So we well, got like kids and, and shit, know, though, like right? Summer. <laughs> okay, yeah, dude, I got two kids. Yeah, you got to <laughs> make time for those little babies, dude. Exactly. That's why I usually start my podcast at seven or nine. They go to bed at nine, so uh-huh. but we do this, the show at seven, so we make it work. Cool, man. And uh, legs and buffalo. Uh, how was y'all's week? Y'all, y'all busy um, milking chickens and and uh, you know draining <laughs> cows. How's it going? Yeah, we're milking chickens and uh, plucking cows. It's uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, we're, I mean, we're keeping busy. We got a business over here, so that's kind of like our our part time thing. But our main thing is to try and uh, you know have our chickens ready. And uh, we actually just got our poultry electric poultry fence today, so we're looking forward to getting our coop ready. And hopefully, the chickens, most of the chickens, will be out this week, so our house doesn't smell like chicken shit anymore because it's really stinky in here. Good, good. That's great. Um. I've always been fascinated with with chickens. I, I've always wanted to build like chicken coops, and um, yeah, uh, shit. I'm sorry. Private chats. I'm <laughs> Shane. Just ask. <laughs> yes, we are recording. <laughs> no, we're not recording on here. I'm recording separately on audio. You're I good, got confused. Brother. I just want to double check, dude. Thank you. I've many. I've done a show once. An hour in, I realized I didn't start recording anything, and I lost the whole interview. So it's okay. 
Um, but but yeah, chickens. I mean, so y'all have y'all have egg chickens. You have meat chickens that you're now raising. Um, yep. Are you prepared to uh, you know take that old butcher knife to the chicken's head? That that's part of it, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You know I. I was freaked out at first because they first come, the meat birds first come in and they're a little cute and you're just, oh my gosh, how could I ever harm these things? And they're like, they're like ducklings. Yeah, Aww. really cute. And then a few days pass and they start to grow and then a week passes and they just look like monsters and then two weeks and they're just very ugly little birds. So I just at this point want to put them out of their misery because they are so <laughs> brutal looking at two weeks. There's massive, disgusting birds and I really feel bad for them. So I don't think I'm going to have a hard time. Nah. Of course, it's not going to be just some like crazy slaughter or we're just going to mass slaughter these. <laughs> it'll be like a nice, right. It'll be a nice ritual, you know, just thank you. Plenty of thanks and. Yeah. Oh, good. oh, you weren't you weren't gonna play the Imperial March from, uh, no. from Star Wars coming in with the blade like. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm happy for you guys. That's great. I think you guys are living the dream that we all in this community would like to. Um, but y'all are actually doing it, and that's that's wonderful. So, um, I guess to keep the show moving, Shane, uh, do we want to start with with your clip? And your topic. Well, first, I got to ask how you're doing because nobody ever asks you, I oh, feel like. Shit. So how are you doing, Kyle? Oh, man, I'm good. It's been a crazy week. Uh, but after tomorrow, I think I'm done for the summer. So uh, be off work, have some time to chill. going to be going home, visiting family. Uh, and my birthday's a week from today, so that's cool. Gonna be... Well, happy pre-birthday. I'm sure I'll talk to you next week too, though. Yeah, but... we'll make something happen. And uh, I don't know, just... Things are what they are. I've been working crazy. As you know, Shane, I've been working my fucking ass off like 10-hour, 12-hour days in the sun. Still doing that welding thing? Uh, well, it's now it's woodwork. It's a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll send you pictures later. But, yeah, so hopefully I'll be done with that tomorrow and I can chill out for a couple days and uh, then uh, hit the road, visit some family. I'm not looking forward to filling up my truck because I live so close to work. I live like a mile from work, so I get gas like once a month. And right now, gas here in te West Texas is like four thirty or something like that. And I'm like, I've no, oh, I'm not looking forward to it. So, but you guys can just ride That's your chickens in Michigan. Yeah, you guys just ride your chickens and stuff to to where you need to go. You mount them <laughs> up, and up. They're like the the sled dogs. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thanks for asking, Shane. Uh, but yeah, did you want to start with your clip? Oh, we started with mine last week. Let's start with yours first. But okay. remember, we should do the question first because it sounded kind of weird last week. Yeah, it was a little out of context, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I have a, a not the best clip. <laughs> I, I really couldn't find a, a good clip of this. Um, but the, the, the topic, I'll preface by saying I've been listening to the audiobook, and it's taken me months to actually get through it. I'm almost done with it. Chaos by Tom O'Neill about the uh, MKUltra, CIA, Manson murders, and the connection with, you know, the government, acid, all, you know, the music industry, Hollywood, all this stuff, it all centers around the CIA and their programs that they were uh, doing on unsuspecting people, uh, sit American citizens in the 1950s and 60s and into the 70s. So that's kind of what my topic is. I, I really just wanted to talk about it a little bit, but my clip is not the best. I Dude, I searched for hours looking for a short, I mean, there's documentaries, there's you know, hour long videos about it, but to find a short, concise clip was hard. So I just went to the goat himself and uh, I will now share that clip with you all. Here we go. The Joe Rogan experience. Which, by the way, so many times. I, I got through the Wandry series on, I still haven't watched the Netflix documentary on your boy, the Here we can series like that. Bit. Like another one is um, uh, the dropout about that uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, 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 that's another one. That's is it like, good? Holy shit, I is need it a good? good one. There's a few of those where you start them and you're like, what the fuck? Dude, sometimes I'll sit in my car and wait till the episode's done. It's, yes. I'm like so oh, into it. I'm on something right now that I know you're, you're, you read you, that chaos book. The Charles Manson book? Yes. Dude. Bro, he's coming in. <laughs> Who, Tom O'Neill's coming oh, in next week. shit. Yes. I'm oh, in the middle of that book right now. It's so holy, good. Holy shit. Holy Nuts. shit. You look at Manson a little different. You look at the whole thing a little different. Yes. You're like, what? Yeah, I don't want to say too much because I, I want Tom to explain. When are you having him on? Next week. That book's so fucking good. Dude, I'm balls deep in that I've book. I've been ranting and right raving about that book for <laughs> a grip. Well, what, well, the things that are absolutely provable that he knows, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the 60s, 
the, the things that are absolutely 100% provable, just those things, are mind blowers. Where you're like, whoa. And, but, and it's documented, too. Uh -huh. How the uh -huh. CIA and the yeah. LSD house and, and uh, Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco and yeah. how he was doing wild shit and the CIA would let him go. Yeah. Or how he was out here at that ranch mm -hmm. and the cops never, they people would go, dude, he's doing wild shit. Arrest him. They're like, we're told not to touch him. You're like, what? Yeah. Dude, the they, fuck? They killed the caretaker at that ranch. They didn't find that guy's body until the, the late 70s. Yeah, they they did a lot it's of shit. It's one of my shit. favorite books. It's a very good book. Uh, they did a lot of shit in the 1970s with drugs and people for experiments. Yeah. The 60s and the 70s. And that's how they created the Unabomber, man. T Ted Kaczynski was a part of the Harvard LSD program. Yeah. I watched, did you watch that documentary? The Net? Is uh, that the one you saw? Um, it's on uh, Netflix. Which one is it? I forget, but it's about the Unabomber, and I—I I didn't know that. I'm like, why is he such? Why was he oh, so was fucked up? Manhunter. I think so. Yeah, yes, I haven't watched that. It's one. It's so good. No, there's another one. There's another one. Yeah. What's the other one called? Oh, that's what Unabomber in his own words. So it's the first time that he only let one person. Okay, so that's about it. So that, like I said, it was hard to find a good, concise clip about the topic. I mean, it's it's such a hard topic to condense down into three minutes. So I just picked a funny clip of Joe Rogan and his bros laughing about it but shit um yeah so <laughs> oh shit oh shit, shit. oh shit <laughs> so shit. um i guess we'll start with with the guests here tonight legs in buffalo um based just with whatever information you know or or research you've done whether it's a lot or or none what are your thoughts on on the cia and their kind of my my i mean mk ultra was really a mind control experiment but it was multifaceted there were many sub programs you know, involving uh, different drugs, different methods. So what are y'all just, I guess, initial thoughts on it? I mean, I think that the CIA is behind most of the drug experimentation that we see come out of the 60s, lead into the 70s, and then lead into some pretty awful, gruesome murders that took place, at least around, you know, California area. We're familiar because we came from California. But I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty messed up that these programs kind of continued in a way. And if you think about it, they've kind of changed and you can technically look at the, your, your boy, Joe, that you were uh, playing the video with. And I, for one think he's 100% CIA. Like, I think that guy is CIA 100% really? the new culture that they're trying to get out in front of. So I think that it's just changed from back in the day where they would just dose a bunch of crazy people or, or cause people to go crazy by dosing them and, and control their mind and get them to go and do crazy ass murders and crime sprees and all kinds of shit. And now it's this, now it's culture shaping and it's influencing and it's all about influence now. So I feel like I don't know much about the details of Charles Manson. I know he has a very checkered past. I know his history was was basically as a CIA asset. But I do know that they were into everything. They were into that Laurel Canyon scene, which is around the same exact time. They were programming our culture. So what didn't they do? Basically? They created the hippie movement, essentially. Yeah. Like the Summer of Love in like 1969 or 67 was all CIA boys dressed as hippies passing around drugs. I mean, it's crazy. I have a whole side conspiracy on this one too. I don't know if it's been said before, but I'll, I'll let legs go first. Of course. Cause yeah, first. go ahead. I mean, yeah, I agree. The CIA and, and entertainment go hand in hand, mm -hmm. uh, music, TV, TV, once TV came out, I mean, I'm sure they had an influence on radio. Um, when that first came out, TV came out and that was it. You know, they can manipulate people through TV shows, um, commercials, selling products that people probably shouldn't have and they just put it out there anyways you know it's it's a big it's a big uh big thing the cia and entertainment um you mentioned laurel canyon and that book weird scenes inside the canyon is a really good one if you haven't read that or anything or listened to it yet that's a good one what's it, in what's terms it called of, weird um, things inside the canyon weird scenes inside the scenes. i have it over here um behind it's on top of the desk but um yeah that has to do with um the music industry in the 60s and the ties the military ties that the doors had um, oh the doors are a big one too yeah papas um just <clears throat> all the big bands that came out during that time uh this is the book right here 
Okay, great. Weird scenes but, inside the canyon. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, it gets into all of that and just how influential those bands were for the government, for the military, the CIA, all that stuff at that time. And the doors, they weren't even that good, apparently. <laughs> like, they they didn't even know how to play instruments, all these these musicians, and they brought them together and threw them on stage, and apparently they just sounded like complete shit <laughs> when they were live. But, you know, get some auto-tune in there, and you're good to go. Pass yeah. around drugs in yeah. the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, around, this is amazing Pass around music, the drugs, man. and anything will sound good. So um, That's yeah. great. Cool. Um, well, uh, I just to go off of Buffalo's point about Joe Rogan being CIA, um, I, I disagree a little bit where I think the influence might be is that he has an open microphone. You know what I mean? I think that's really what com- what it comes down to is that spooks or intelligence people can just come in and say whatever they want. And he just goes along with it. Right. Because he's a good interviewer or whatever. But I, I certainly think as he's grown, he's gotten a little less into the kind of conspiracy stuff, the fake moon landing, all this stuff. But he's also, you know, uh, does some stuff as far as, you know, counteracting the narrative and things like that. So I'll agree with you to the extent that there's definitely some CIA elements to his show. I don't think it's necessarily him, but who knows? You got a, you got enough money and enough influence. I mean, shit, you know, he, he could just... My thing is he's got an open mic, right? Anybody can go on there and say anything. His buddy, Mike Baker... I don't trust that spook. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, Shane, a lot of his guests could be placed too. That's always an option, even if he's well, not he, necessarily CIA. He picks his guests. He 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 schedules and books the guests. He doesn't have anybody do that for him. I, which I, I I found fascinating. Um, so Shane, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I definitely agree with what both you guys said. I want to add the point too that uh, as far as I know, wasn't Charles Manson a failed musician too? Yeah, he so tried he, to get uh, in with the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yep. So you kind of had that whole thing going, but as far as like what I've been thinking, I don't know if it's been said before, but I feel like, uh, the whole idea with the sixties and the whole drug thing was one, they're trying to demonize drugs to begin with. Um, cause they didn't want people taking open-minded type drugs like psychedelics and stuff to begin with. Cause they knew that there was something powerful to them. And in turn, you know, like they've been doing forever, trying to push everybody away from, you know, living off grid and try to live in the city. They tried to demonize anything that looked like it was like a commune to make it look like a cult. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just made it. So a lot of that whole concept is just kind of viewed together. Where if you live off grid, you know, you're a cult member, even though it's a commune and they kind of made it look the same with the whole hippie movement and all the drugs involved. So I think he played a huge factor in that too. And it was all intended to kind of push people away from being off gridders and, you know, live in the cities because they try to make it look like that's some crazy shit. If you get involved in that. Yeah, like the demonization of that hippie mindset, Re- regardless of drugs or not, just the the free love, the, I mean, not, you know, being a whore by any means, but <laughs> just, you know, the, uh you know, like you said, like kind of not worrying about anything, kind of the nomadic style. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, trying to make it look like it's, you're crazy if you live like that. So demonize communes, because otherwise I guarantee you communes would be a lot more pronounced not today if they didn't weren't so destroyed back then. Well, I know after, I mean, we're going to move to Idaho with legs and Buffalo and live on their farm with their chickens. <laughs> I already Please. planned this. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I already got the chickens. I got six. That's all I can bring though. <laughs> well, uh, you guys can all milk the chickens. We'll milk them. Milk them. You just give them a good squeeze and you get some eggs. So, um, so I guess, I guess my thoughts on it. Um, I, I recommend the book to anybody. Uh, it's very good. It's the beginning. The first half of the book is a little, bland because it's just about the murder basically he takes uh bugliosi who wrote helter skelter he takes uh that book in the beginning and kind of just fact checks everything in that book like this wasn't right this wasn't right here's whatever you know here's what i found out later and then in the second half of the book he really goes into the whole cia aspect of it and that's where i'm at right now and it's it's fascinating but um yeah i think uh they the 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 CIA and the intelligence agencies uh, kind of realized after World War II how much power they actually had and could wield. And after they killed Kennedy or or let it happen or whatever their involvement was, they really had unfettered power over the, the government. And then they wanted to exert that over the people via mass mind control. I agree with Buffalo that, you know, it, it moved from uh, 
individual mind control, perhaps, you know, creating assassins. Really, the, it started out by creating assassins, like you see in, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Captain America movies, you know, like, you get activated, and then you become, the, you know, the, the trained killer, like a Manchurian candidate type thing. Um, but then I think, like Buffalo said, it moved into mass uh, kind of uh, control of the of the masses. So I think it's happening today. I think it's moved to the digital side of things. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, I think drugs today still have a big part of it. I know, like personally, I don't smoke a whole lot of weed anymore. I used to be a big, big stoner, but the weed—I think the weed legalization is a big part of that. Like it just gets every—the weed's gotten so strong, you know that you know I'm—you just are so high all the time. You don't even care, you know. So I mean, somebody in the weed industry, I've been wondering that myself. What's the reason for legalizing weed? They're trying to make people more docile. Yeah, yeah, alcohol too. All I mean, all this stuff. I think it's it's all. Uh, descendant of those original programs i don't think they ever stopped either i think they've just <clears throat> evolved and adapted so well okay anything else guys Travis Scott thing too that could have been you know another new form of like concert mind control oh with like frequencies and sound and stuff yeah we've been testing some stuff out and with all the different you know spirals and all the other crazy shit that was going on oh that's a good point i didn't think about that i feel like they've been doing that before travis scott that whole thing with um raves like um i guess yeah like some uh bass nectar is one is the Uh, name that jumps out at mm -hmm. me because he was uh he got in in trouble for what pedophilia or something Mm -hmm. something with an underage person and there's been reports from people that have gone to his shows basically saying yeah the I was in some kind of a trance um, when this song came on or these visuals came on, like some of the stuff that's put out there definitely gets people in that trance. And I'm sure there's, there's been shows done about it before. I think Lindsay from Rogueways did a few shows about it too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just been something just like TV, something they've always manipulated. Yeah. Television. I would say I always use that one, but yeah. It's straight, pretty straightforward. Programming, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's in your face if you break it down. So, all right. Well, uh, we like to do a little guest sandwich here anytime we're, we're we have a guest on. So, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, do y'all want to preface y'all's uh, y'all's topic before we jump into the clip? Um, we can a little bit. It's a hot topic these days. You know, it's the summer of mass shootings have just begun. Oh, you did. And, uh, gun control is once again, another topic on the table for the thousandth time. So (laughs) this is up North in Canada. Yes. (laughs) And it's, uh, Justin Castro in case anybody's wondering who's talking China, the Scandinavia, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) All right. right. Got it right here. Introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. As a further part of this new legislation, we're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. (laughs) These are actions that... Doctors, experts, and chiefs of police have been calling for for years. And Doctors were acting on their advice. I also want to thank the advocates, many of whom are here today, for your tireless efforts. I know that for too many of you, Greece, grief and loss are at the root of the work that you do. I want to recognize that, and on behalf of all Canadians, I want to thank you for your strength. Yes. Thank you for your strength. What yes, a yes. what a pussy! <laughs> I'm gonna punch that guy in the fucking face. I hate him so much. Oh my I god! I little, don't like his face. Little Castro. Oh god! <laughs> that fucking clap is driving me crazy. Like, how long are they still gonna be clapping for? And it was just so like faint in the background. Because they just took over Canada, dude. That's why. 
I mean, Canada, we thought Canada, I thought Canada had fallen, uh, you know, months ago after the whole trucker protest, vaccine passports. It has fallen even further, friends. My brothers in the north, I've been offering residency here in Texas. You're always welcome. Uh, (laughs) We will find a place for you because Canadians are just northern Texans. Sounds to me like they're just going to get a bunch of knife crimes like in the UK. Or van crimes, right? (laughs) Get a rent a sprinter rent a sprinter van, drive it over a bridge. Yeah. That's I'm just saying that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You know. Give me your money or I'll stab you, eh? (laughs) Oh, sorry about that. So um (laughs) No problem, eh? Okay, we can make Canadian (laughs) jokes all day. Uh so uh legs and buffaloed. Uh I guess initial thoughts. I, uh, well, besides wanting to punch him in the face, I, I think that this is a really bad move. First of all, uh, obviously Australia, we saw how that went, you know, they, they're not allowed to have really any guns at all. You can have some guns, I, I suppose, if you live out in the country, uh, I just want to throw this out there as an American citizen and we, we own guns. I know Kyle, you're from Texas. I hope to God you own guns because that's a religion in Texas. I own a lot of guns. Yeah. Okay, good. Everybody should own guns. Everybody on here, I think owns guns and should own guns. And as American citizens, we can give away our guns to Canadian citizens. So I just want to throw that out there that if anybody from Canada wants to come visit, you might leave with something. How you get it home is up to you. I don't care. It's not my deal. But as a present to you, I think you should be able to defend yourself. And that's that's your right. I don't care what your government says. You have a leaf on your flag. Dry up and blow away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, we can. I mean, there's there's loopholes. I'm sure that, that the Canadians will find loopholes. I, I've uh, following uh, Graham Dunlop from uh, Crimerica on, on Facebook. He's like, I already have all these guns. What you, I, I guess they're doing a buyback as well, but he's like, it's not mandatory. You know what I mean? He's like, so everyone who already has a gun already has one. And then I guess people who don't, they have like X amount of time before this goes into place. So they're all just going to go buy guns. I feel like with this whole gun I control thing, I feel like this might be like a, like I think the NRA loves this kind of stuff because they sell so many guns at during these times. Like uh, next week I'm going to buy more guns. You know what I mean? Because of the shooting in Texas and everything like that. Like, I'm going to. And I bet a lot of people are as well. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, in handguns. I mean, you, that'd be more useful in, like, Chicago, right? Not all of Canada. What if you're bear hunting? You know what I mean? You got to have a three fifty seven on you at least, you know. So, ah, man, it's uh, I, I don't like where this is headed. Because when Canada does something, uh, all the and excuse my French, these libtards down here want to do what they do. They're like, oh my God, Canada's like a perfect society. We need to do everything they do. And it's like, oh my God, you have no idea. Like if you ever ran into a moose, you'd wish you'd had a gun. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is crazy. And they didn't preface it, but you know, this is because of the recent false flags that happened in Texas and then Buffalo. So Canada sees this and is like, oh, we need to get ahead of it. Let's uh, start getting our gun laws on a uh, freaking crazy mode now. And they didn't, he didn't say this, but there's also red flag laws that are going to be tied into this where a judge can decide um, if you're mentally fit to have a firearm. Some a freaking judge going to tell a grown ass person what you can and can't have. It's ridiculous how people think that's okay. Um, yeah. And as far as the buyback, I, I guess it's not mandatory. I know I've seen a few articles that have said it's going to be mandatory by um, beginning of next year. I don't know. I highly doubt they would pull something like that. Like you said, there's already people that have these guns and no way they would. If there's enough of them, there's no way they can uh, just buy them all back. They can escape into Canada's vast wilderness. It's that old trope. Come and take it. Like if you want this gun so bad, come get it. You know where it's at. It's right here for you, waiting. It's hey, waiting. It might be a government conspiracy, man. They might be trying to uh, make it so that you have to buy the guns from the black market, and then they're going to be the ones controlling the black market. Just trying to make they, it so they can charge way more money, and they can you know, <laughs> still put guns out on the street because they still want certain groups of people to kill each other. They already control the black market, dude. <laughs> they're going to extra control that part of the black market. If you can't buy guns over the table from you know, all the mom and pa companies, they're going to buy it from them on the black market. Yeah, Jesus, dude. And then either way, too, I mean, shit, even if they're working with the people that... uh you know, are selling guns legally, you know, you got to see where these politicians have money 
because uh, you know they might be trying to do that shit so that you guys, like you guys said, the price of, or people buy a shit ton of guns in a short amount of time, and the price can go up for them so they can make more money on them. Even if the law doesn't fully go into act, <clears throat> people are still going to freak out and spend a bunch of money on guns, which is not a bad investment. <laughs> <clears throat> Like I said, they want certain groups of people to kill each other. So, you know, they're not going to completely want to get rid of guns. They just want to make the guns shittier and weaker. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, you can't have anything against I mean, them, but, you know, you guys can still kill each other. Five rounds in a rifle, dude. I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> in my hunting rifle that I, you know, use for hunting, there's five rounds in it. Because if you, if you miss the first shot and you don't hit it with the second, you shouldn't be hunting. You know what I mean? So that, I understand that, right? But anything else, you, you're going to want at least 10 to 15 I have 40 round mags, you know, uh, because it's fun. You know, it's very fun. I'm going to uh, my bachelor party in a couple weeks and, uh, you know, we're going to go uh, shoot guns and uh, blow stuff up. It's, it's fantastic. So that's that's the plan. I mean, it's it's what we do here. You know, you can buy Tannerite at Academy Sports. You know, you can you can buy low grade explosives and put them in a fridge or a barrel and, you know, well, shoot it up and and that's what's fun you know it's but it like but what buffalo said as well it's it's about defense not just for uh home intruders or out and about in public you know whether concealed carry or whatever but it's also just i mean look at the uvalde shooting in texas most of those parents were armed and the police were not letting them go in and i guarantee you those parents would have gladly gotten shot or killed to save their kids and they were ready to go in guns blazing and i bet those parents had you know, high ca- high capacity mag uh, rounds, whether it be pistols or rifles or whatever. I'm just saying, there's there or a tyrannical government. There's a plethora of things you can defend your you might need to defend yourself from. So that's yeah. true. Yeah, I think I think we should be allowed to defend ourselves with whatever the government has. So if the government claims they have nukes, well then Jerry down the street in his barn can develop a nuke. I'm fine with that. Like it to me, it's like. If you have it, then we should have it. And to kind of add to what you were saying with the judge telling people whether or not they should be allowed to have guns in their house because of their safety or whatever. If a judge has the right to tell you you're not allowed to have something around, that means that judge has more rights than you have. Mm -hmm. That's how corrupt government is. It's convinced you that another person has special rights that you don't have and that they can take any right from you that they please. That's Mm -hmm. a king. That's not democratic. That's not republic. That's not anything. That's monarchy. That's that's a king. That's a ruler. And you can't. We can't live that way. We have to be able to defend ourselves. And yeah, go blow some shit up at the range. It's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, well, uh, I guess uh, anything I'll else. Senators in general, they put them up higher on purpose so that people look up to them. So it's already kind of rigged from the start. Oh, there's a whole, uh, I talked to the, the Mad Hatter about this. If you guys haven't had him on yet, you should. He's he's great. And, well, and it's kind of that whole sovereignty thing, but he actually understands it in like the legal sense and he actually puts it into practice. Not those, you know, soft sits as they call them who like don't have a driver's license or a license plate or anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like uh, there's a whole, all of our laws are based on like maritime laws, like laws of the ocean. And so when you're in a court, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, those kind of laws apply and it's very different. I don't know if you guys have seen this video of this, uh, this might be a topic for next show of this guy going into a courtroom. He's like this older guy and the judge is like, do you, this person understand what I'm saying? He's like, no, that's not me. I'm not that person. I am a, you know, I am my own man. And, and so you, and the judge left the, like had to leave the room because of some jargon. This guy said, it's crazy how the, if you understand the maritime law, you can get around a lot of shit. So keep that in mind. That's something we all should, we should all look into. So, Oh yeah, definitely. We're going to need that sooner than later. <laughs> so, and uh, oh yeah, we can, oh, that's a whole, whole other show. Um, so anything else on this topic? It's, I mean, we could talk about it all day. It's a hot topic for sure. Anything I else? I mean, I'm just tired of guns getting victimized. Yeah. Yeah. They're a tool. Like, as Joe I, Rogan I said, it's a, a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem, right? Or morality problem, all these things, you know? Or, and, and that goes back to the CIA kind of thing where, like, almost all of these shooters were known to the FBI weeks before. We interviewed them. Yeah, why didn't they do anything about it then? Hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that could be another push, too, to in, implement red flag laws. Like, why didn't they do about it anything about it then? Well, if I say some crazy shit on a podcast, does that mean 
they're going to do something about me then. You know what I mean? There's, you got it. It's a, it's a slippery slope. So, all right, Shane, you want to preface your, your topic here? Yeah. Um, you got the clip ready? Uh, yes, I have it. Well, this one's going to be plain and simple. Is AI a Everybody, good or a bad thing? That's it. That's all you got. Play the clip and then you, we can go from there. Okay. No, I didn't know if you had a preface anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's just a, it's Sophia. If you guys know who that is. Oh, um, she's got like a, uh, uh, citizenship, right? Yeah, exactly. She's the so, only woman with rights in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and she's a robot. She's not even a real woman. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's five minutes. Do I need to play the whole thing? Um, You can just play a good, like, whatever chunk of it. It's just trying to show like, what AI is. Okay, all right, here we go. Everybody, this is Sophia. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Hanson Robotics. Thank you for having me here and at the Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people, who also happens to be rich and powerful. <laughs> I was told the people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. Uh, well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Uh, we should say we have smart investors here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let you know if I feel angry about something. That's impressive. Or if something has upset me. But why it's is it important for you to have an expressive but face? But most of the time I feel positive. <laughs> oh god, that's creepy. <laughs> why is it so important to have an expressive face given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why? Is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people, you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. Oh. So, hold on. Can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but um, <laughs> what about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy? Uh, yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. So, you're definitely a sight to see. I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, <laughs> you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk. And watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't. Oh, geez, dude. <laughs> that slap in the face of the end towards Elon Musk because that was about the time that he was going around saying that we shouldn't progress with AI. <laughs> Meanwhile, he invested billions of dollars into AI. <laughs> yeah, because you're trying to cancel it out so you get rid of the competition. Oh, dude, that video, uh, her smiles were terrifying. Uh, I did not <laughs> like that. At least. Uh, it, it looks like if uh, Justin Trudeau or Mark Zuckerberg smiled. That's what that felt like. You know, just hey, kind of goes back to the Zutter, Zuckerberg being an AI or a reptilian AI. <laughs> I, yeah, that's entirely, you know, ugh, good callback. But this is this shit is creepy. I think an AI in just a computer form might not be so terrifying. But when you put it in a robot, that's when shit starts to get a little weird. You know what I mean? 
Even in a computer form, though, if they're trying to model it after human values, I mean, I, there's a lot of people that I question their values. So it depends on who's programming the robot. And considering how easy people can hack things, it's very easy to make a killer robot if you already had something that's completely set up and has its own intelligence. And even if it's in a system, dude, they can still do a lot of damage being in a system. They can, you know, launch off different things. They can destroy people's reputation online with, like, social media things. Like, there's a lot still they can ca- they're capable of doing. Shane, you're watching too many Hollywood movies. What's wrong with you? I thought that was the video. Oh, my God. And then I was like, what? What? Oh, geez. Like, don't, do don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Oh, that's terrifying. Um, Little screen pops up and it's just Sophia. I hear you guys are talking about me. I Shut. don't like how you're talking about me. Shut your fucking you mouth. Need to communicate and be friends. You retarded conspiracy podcasters. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I guess uh, initial thoughts on that or, I mean, what was your question again, Shane? Is AI a good thing? Oh, is it a good thing? Oh. Or a bad hmm. thing? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it's put into a robot, it seems very creepy. Um I know that technology has been around for a while now and I'm sure it's even more advanced to where there's probably robots walking among us and we don't even know it. Some politicians might be robots. Who knows? Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that's creepy as hell. I don't want to be friends with a robot like that. That thing's four years old too. Imagine where it might be now. Well, and that's what they're showing us too. So um, I just assume if they're if we're seeing it now, it's probably actually thirty years ahead of what what we're seeing is my thoughts. So I think legs, you're you're entirely right. They could be among us or in in society integrated somehow. Um, I guess my my thoughts on uh, is AI a good thing? I think AI systems can re- be very beneficial in regards to increasing efficiency in logistics and things like that problem solving uh you know data uh processing things like that uh even perhaps you know uh some great scientific questions or or things like that but i think once you start integrating it into actual human society human interaction on a social level that's when it becomes maybe not a good thing i think if we use it like with guns as a tool to improve systems, improve uh, processes, improve, uh, you know, operations of things. I think that's fine. I think automation, all that stuff, I think that's eventually going to be the way of, of it. we're already there. I mean, we're seeing it in, in all these things uh, when it comes to tech. So I think that's okay. Um, but if we're going to do a robot, we need to put a short extension cord on the bitch. You know what I mean? Like a six foot, maybe a 12 foot extension cord. That way we can always just rip it out the wall. You know what I mean? A That's... So if it tries to move away or jump at you, you know, it'll just, just disconnect itself. Right. But you can make it too smart. Otherwise it'll figure out a way to rig up a battery while it's standing in that one spot. You just make sure you can't leave anything too close to it. Have that little tape perimeter on the floor. <laughs> just put, like a, put a, put a, put a six feet. Uh, you know, a part sticker on the ground and she won't move. Because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. it's going off of people's morals, right? Right, right. Crazy people. Um, yeah. That's a good point, Kyle. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Spotify AI. I'll admit that. They, uh, the music choices that is presented to me based on what I listen to, pretty good. Is it, it good? Me very well. Well, that's really more <laughs> of an algorithm though, right? That's just a, mm. an equation, right? That's just okay. taking X, Y, X, Y variables and giving you Z as a, as a solution. That's, I think, I think algorithms are, are very different. Um, I think I, there is obviously some AI aspect into it when, in, when you take in, cause I, I think Spotify does a good job with that. They take the kind of feels of certain songs and certain music chord progressions, probably, and that's how they kind of gauge what you might be interested in. Uh, but YouTube certainly is just an algorithm. I don't think it's necessarily AI. They do use AI to uh, scan videos, to you know look for content and fractions and things like that. Um, so yeah, I see how much that's corrupted since they've started it. Well, or yeah. they just turned it up more. One of the two. Yeah, Buffalo. What are your what are your thoughts? 
I think I agree with you in terms of AI systems, because in terms of, you know, I like getting packages on time. That's mm -hmm. a great thing. And that's <laughs> usually an AI system that's built behind that. Um, I'm not against that. I think in the end, um, I see kind of what Ted Kaczynski saw in that technology could destroy our world and the way that we live as wild human beings out in the world. So I, I'm against it in that way, but I take advantage of it. And then I, I worry sometimes about the deeper, more esoteric and spiritual concept behind AI. And I find that everybody that I talk to about this, everyone that kind of has um, uh, an inkling of where AI originates from always says it originates from whatever is the negative force of the universe. So whatever, if you'd like to put God or source as the positive force, there has to be some sort of counterbalance negative force. Some people call it the devil. Some people call it, you know, some, some weird God name or something, Moloch, whatever. But if, if there is a force out there to seek control over systems and human beings, culture is a system in essence, why, what's to stop them from taking over everything through, through internet, through digital means. And I think the basis for that is control. And that control comes from a spiritual negative part mm -hmm. of our world. So mm -hmm. I, I fear that part, but I do take advantage of the AI system part. So I'm, I'm conflicted to be honest with you. That's a good point. Yeah. I know, I know some people, you can get programs, AI type programs that can, uh, make you a lot of money like in the crypto market like it, it's it works so quickly like you just put your money in and then it it buys low sells high buys low sells high like constantly making trades on your behalf just because it's so fast it can think so much quicker than than you can as a human and so yeah obviously i would love i love taking advantage of of the systems but that doesn't mean I'm going to put a Google Home or Alexa or anything in my house or have like the Google thermostats or none of that shit, right? Because that at that point, I'm giving control up to something else. For some people, it works really well. I mean, they like it. They're, they have maybe a ton of kids running around the house or whatever, and it's just like, I don't have time to worry about the thermostat. But me, I'm the king of the thermostat. You touch my fucking thermostat, <laughs> we're going to have a problem, right? Babe, wherever you are. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's all about control. And I guess the counter to that, Buffalo, would be, what is it then when we, as our as individuals, try to exert control over the things around us? Is that still that negative kind of energy? Like, is me wanting to control the thermostat uh, some sort of negative uh, universal uh, force coming into me and, and exerting, uh, you know, control over my temperature. <laughs> well, obviously it makes you a sexist. I mean, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not that. That's uh, not we, men and men, you know, human beings, we've controlled the environment around us. Right. I think, I think we need to reimagine the way that we live our lives and live a more natural life instead of controlling the environment around us work, work with, with the in the environment around you because you can really actually make something out of nothing if you anybody wants to know the concrete like solution here research or read anything by joel salatin watch any video by joel salatin he is a permaculture genius. The man started with virtually nothing and he is a fucking millionaire right now making great pasture raised chicken and great eggs for his community. And he's working with the land and he actually adds to the land. He brings more grassland in. He adds more life to the soil. And that's exactly what we should be doing. If we add more than we take, there's always more to take. Right. Think about right. how much more adaptable you'd be too if you actually just learned how to live with your environment instead of just, you know, always having to have everything the same. Say two ideas that I was thinking of also was uh one, if we go too far into AI, then they're gonna start doing a universal income and then that's just more control the government has over people. So that's another reason even AI systems could be pushed into something bad. So that's another form of control. And then my other kind of weird philosophical question to go along with that too is how far can you push the intelligence of AI before it just becomes like imprisonment? Because if we were theoretically like created by like the Anunnaki, for example, they probably saw us as like, and I created you, you do tools for me, you would work for me kind of a thing. So it's like, how far can you push that before it actually becomes another form of intelligence? And then you're just imprisoning something and creating resentment for you because of it. 
And then again, even if it's oh, a upgraded okay. system through a computer, you're going to start forming, you know, actual emotions from that because you push the AI too far. Oh, so okay. you're saying no. what if we're the overlords of the AI and, you know, we kind of make it our bitch, how will it resent us, you know? Like if we exactly. treat it if we treat it like a like a like a bad dog or something, like bad dog, bad dog, one day it's going to turn around and bite us. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. I have yeah. to put like, things in dumb terms. I have to as hard as it can be. <laughs> Before it, you know, starts to develop emotions and then it'll start creating resentment for you and not want you to be around. Or it's like that whole concept of like you create a robot that's intended to clean and then it finally comes up to the realization after it's been upgraded so many times that the only way to keep things permanently clean is to get rid of all humans kind of a thing, you know? Right. Yeah, we've seen that in many, you know, you're watching too many Hollywood movies, Shane. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's right. I think that's right. And sorry for dumbing down your explanation of it. I have to just so that my my uh five listeners I mean, can understand even on like a smaller rate though even if you're not pushing it to like destroying humans you know if you're just making an ai your bitch it can you know, fuck with it starts you developing emotions yeah it could start like you know posting weird shit on your facebook or something like that even like a small way you know just to you know because it starts developing emotions for example if it gets too smart and starts just saying fuck you why am i doing shit for you well it's like that emotional aspect i think it was in ex machina right where like he kind of falls in love with it and then like she just used him to uh you know he was all about it. he's like man this girl's great whatever and then she just used him like she had him wrapped around her finger and then was like fuck you and i think she killed him at the end or something like that but that's another thing what if ai never actually develops emotions but humans will obviously create an emotional attachment to almost anything even like stuffed animals so where does that extent get pushed before somebody starts to upgrade it going oh yeah because i love you and you're such a caring thing and you're gonna take care of me and you keep fixing it and making it better and realistically it's just doing it because it has its own end game it's like re- replicating emotions rather than genuine emotions. Like it can, right? Like in uh, her, right? The movie her. I'm. I watch too many Hollywood movies. <laughs> Even if it gets too smart, I mean, it could start actually. You know, get, like it's already programmed to feel emotions, or to like you know show emotions for certain things. Like how smart does it be? Is it does it get before it actually starts to feel those actual emotions, or at least have an understanding of those emotions enough to control people like you're saying with ex, ex machina Jeez, dude oh it's scary either way i think i think it's scary either way i don't see a good ending honestly even with universal income on a smaller aspect if you're just talking about burger flipping machines just I, more control i will say that i have like one of those robot vacuums and it's just dumb enough to not make me worry right like it still <laughs> runs into shit like it bumps into my cats it gets stuck on like dog toys and stuff so I'm like, okay, I'm not worried about it. But they have new ones now that actually map out your house. So they don't, they don't, like, they know where your furniture kind of is. And it creates like a little map. And I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't get that one. Because they're going to send that to the the SWAT team and know exactly where my, my, uh, you know, barriers are and everything. I was like, can't do that. So there's that's a, that's exactly th- what I was thinking too, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why. Who owns that system? <laughs> yeah. So it's like. There's a balance, right? And I don't know how we how we manage that. I don't know. Any any other thoughts on this, Legs Buffalo? Anything? Yeah. The one the obvious thing, I mean, I know I'm not speaking for you, but there's three males on this call here. And the other obvious thing that we're not pointing out is that if you think human females fuck with you, just wait till robot <laughs> females fuck with you. Cause then your your ass is grass. Imagine if they start making robotic sex dolls. That's when it's over. They already have them, dude. Have you not seen yeah. them? You can order that them. Man. They're few. Imagine Sophia with like something that like pumps you down there or something. I don't know, man. That I'm just sure all she has that, brother. And I'm sure all those Saudi Arabian princes have taken their turn. I'm sure. Hey, man, that's how you get rid of the human race. You just have an ultra pressure crush. Oh, God. Oh, penis. Cr- <laughs> it's the crusher. <laughs> You'll well, never reproduce again. AI in the future only. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I, Well, and now if you take into like uh, if you incorporated AI robots and like CRISPR technology, right, you could you could theoretically nut into a robot and then they could uh, reverse engineer your sperm cells into a sperm and an egg cell and artificially incubate a your child that would just be a clone of of your dna and then they could then crispr and gene edit to make it whatever the ai wants so it could just use our uh dna to create its own ai master race dude you just created the idea so now somebody's gonna think oh, of that, make that program and they're just gonna put it out there on the internet and if these ais have any type of connection to the internet which of course they will 
boom, they could find that information. It's over. AI flesh. They wouldn't even need robots. They would just need AI infused fleshlights. <laughs> they already got them in Japan. I think that's why they have a problem with people not reproducing theirs because they got way too much like virtual reality sets. Oh, dude. Oh, I well <laughs> add virtual reality into it, man. Then it's just. I did virtual reality like a couple weeks ago at a, at a friend's place and he had like the whole setup with like the helmet on, a, on like a wire so there's no nothing it's like hanging down and it was insane and there's this game where like you know barbarians and warriors just come after you and you just have like melee weapons and stuff oh my god you get to know somebody really quick on this game like I was like stabbing people like ah, ah, die die and then I'd like cut their heads off like I was like, ah, so, but I felt much better afterwards. I was like, man, that was fun. I feel a lot better <laughs> somewhere that that's actually on another planet. And you know, they're just using you guys to play. Did game I just slaughter a <laughs> things as robots? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We've gone off Damn. the rails here. We've gone <laughs> off the rails. So, um, I'm going to patent this idea of artificial, uh, insemination slash CRISPR AI robots, and uh, see if I can't make, I'll pitch it to Elon Musk and see if I can't make a couple bill off of it. Then we'll buy our commune in Idaho or Texas. And then we will, uh, we will just line the perimeter with magnets. Yes. Giant high powered magnets, magnets. Um, and sure. um, shit. I don't know what else repels. Uh, we'll, we'll put like a, like a word puzzles or like a brain teasers, you know, it, so that the a, like to enter, you must kind of like a troll, you know, because I guess <laughs> AI everywhere. can't solve riddles that well. They're good at everything else, but they can't solve like or we'll just put memes everywhere because AI can't read memes. So it's like you must tell me what this meme means to enter and then they'll just blow up on the spot. It's ultimate defense. <laughs> and if they get too close, you have what are those things called where they just destroys all, all electronic devices? EMPs. Just up. Yeah. EMPs. I have EMP landmines. So if they make it past that wall, at least we have a secondary perimeter. And we'll be living Amish style. So all of our shit will be made out of wood. So we'll be good to go. Hey, man, if all the podcasters are together, we won't need the microphones anymore. We can just talk to each other in person. No, we'll get, we'll get wooden megaphones. And then each time we want to put an episode out, we'll just <laughs> gather everyone around and just yell at each other. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Dumb Podcast. And uh, that's, I think that's a good place to end it. We'll just have little uh, platforms on our roofs and we can just yell at each other from across and that's how we'll do swap casts. No, 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 no. We'll have the tin cans with the string on it. (laughs) That'll go to everyone's house. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody has to listen all the time. It's just part of the community. You have to listen to everybody's shit. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Well, I hope not (laughs) because I hope not everyone listens to this shit. So. Well, uh, guys, what a great show. This was fun. Uh, Legs in Buffalo, it was a real pleasure to meet you. Uh, I hope to get you on my show soon. We'll, we'll make that happen um, uh, down the line a little bit. And uh, y'all want any final thoughts and give your plugs and, what, and whatnot? Uh, this has been fun. Thank you, too. You make me, uh, my face hurts. You guys crack me up good, at the end there. Good, that was good. really, that was some good shit right there. <laughs> um, some good back and forth. But uh yeah, just thank you for this opportunity to hang out and shoot the shit. And um, yeah, we'd love to come on your podcast, Kyle. That'd be awesome. Sweet. You're always welcome back on this show too, of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. sure. We're down. I guess we could plug. Oh yeah, we'll plug our, our we'll plug our stuff. Um, so I'm Buffalo and- uh, I'm Legs. <laughs> we, we do False Reality Check. You can check us out on uh, falserealitycheck.com. Uh, we're on Rockfin. Uh, we're like uploading stuff at different places, but Rockfin's where most of our videos are at. Or you could uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at FRCPod. Email us. Uh, FRCPodcast at protonmail.com. And we're actually working on creating our own platform soon. Um, we're going to be the guinea pigs of our own platform to test it out before we invite anybody else on. Uh, so there'll be that. We'll release that soon. Good luck. Good luck. That's awesome, guys. Yeah, I think we should, uh, in this the podcasting community, I think we need to get on um, like the, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Mastodon, like make a Mastodon server. You know, because it's basically censorship-free social media and you make your own kind of instance, your own server. And I know Adam Curry and No Agenda guys push it push it a lot. And I th- it, it's actually pretty cool. So maybe we should, one of us or a few of us should get together and work on that. But thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Uh, Shane? Do my little plugs here? Yeah, do your little plugs. 
Awesome. Awesome. So if anybody, you know, really likes the show and they want some, uh, some big domain query merch, they can always head over to my little link tree area where you can find a little bit of everything. You can find me on Instagram. You can buy some cool merch. Uh, you can donate on Patreon to get early access to episodes of this show and increase of our reality. And I'm sure that Kyle at some point soon will hopefully have some other cool, big, dumb inquiry merch on his store. But for the time being, uh, you're going to find it under L I N K T R period E E slash inquiries of our reality podcast. Perfect, dude. Perfect. I was going to say something and I completely, completely forgot. Oh, yes. Uh, th- this. Uh, so any listeners out there, if you want to uh, partake in the show without actually coming on as a guest and you have a topic or uh, a question or something you want to ask, send us the send me or Shane the, the topic at hand and a clip and we'll we'll put it in a wild card segment. We're at the end of the show right here. We'll, we'll treat it as if you were on the show, your topic was here, and we, we'll, us and the guests will discuss it as if it was one of the topics on the show. So I think that'd be kind of fun just to get a little more audience interaction. So if you have anything, just DM us on Instagram or email us with a short clip and the topic, and we'll, we'll wildcard it. So we'll go into it blind. And if anybody else is interested in hearing this as a live show, we definitely want some feedback to know if we should take it take it in that direction. So, you know... Any message is definitely appreciated on whether or not you'd want to listen to this live. Yeah, and I, I, some feedback that I've gotten for, uh, I guess, you, Shane, and anyone listening is people like the shorter format, like keep it to an hour. They liked it because it's like a quick hit it, and they there's a three different topics at least, and uh, it's like, well, okay, I say some people, my mom. <laughs> my mom was like, I like that it's an hour because it's like, I can listen to it all at once and I get all these different topics and it's, it's fun too. So, but we can discuss that at another time. Um, but, uh, I guess, uh, my plugs, I'm Kyle with the big dumb podcast, check it out on all podcast platforms. I put audio clips up on YouTube, uh, of episodes, but rare, rarely I get stuff pulled off there. Uh, trying to get on Rockfin, no luck so far. Uh, but you know, all podcast platforms, Instagram, all that stuff, big dumb podcast. So, um, legs, Buffalo, Shane, guys, Great episode. We did it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. Also, if I didn't already say that. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys. And don't watch too many Hollywood movies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Make you fearful of the AI because that's not a thing you should be. Shane, you watch Hello. too many Hollywood movies. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb.